everyone, welcome to Studio RC, an encouragement for your faith as well as your recovery. My name is Pastor Max. I am an alcoholic and want to encourage you uh, through this podcast. And we're so glad that you're here. We're going to start examining the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is a, just gives us a lot of examples and the, the, the fruit itself very much correlates to many of the things that we seek and hope to find in our recovery. So each week we'll look at a different fruit. We'll begin with an overview and then take on each fruit each week. This beginning will be the same each week and then we'll go right into the fruit that we're going to examine. And this will take us multiple weeks over the next month and a half or so uh, as we examine the fruit each week. Let me start out with the scripture. The fruit of the Spirit comes from the Bible verse verses from Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Now let me read these to you, and this is where we get the fruit of the Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, now, forbearance is also known as patience or long-suffering, but in the NIV it says forbearance. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there are no law. There is no law. Let me read that one more time, and this is, comes from Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And uh, this was written in a letter by Paul to the Galatians. And he was, in this uh, letter, he was talking about freedom and the freedom that comes from knowing Jesus. What's very interesting about the fruit of the Spirit is these items are things we need to be produced in us to come out of us. We talk about so often, you know, in step one about being powerless, and then we have a higher power, God, who comes in and fills that, that void of powerlessness. That, that same relationship is how the fruit of the Spirit gets produced in us. We need the Spirit to produce these fruit so that we can truly extend them to others. When we have things like love, joy, and peace, they're not things that we've created. They're things that the, the Spirit has created in us and goes through us, which I think is very interesting. I think we sometimes really try to take these on ourselves. So without further ado, we're going to do a timer just like we did in our previous uh, RC Values uh, series. And that seemed to work really well. And we'll, we'll, we'll get each week. Um, I'll have 12 minutes to talk about the particular fruit of that particular week and how it coordinates both with our faith and recovery. And with that, we'll go to our next installment of our looks at the fruit of the spirit for Studio RC. And our third fruit of the spirit is peace. One of my favorite concepts, and uh, I'll actually share some, uh, some personal items in regards to peace, but um, we're going we're gonna to delve into peace, shalom, um, as the Hebrew scripture calls it. 
Um, we're going to put the 12 minutes on the clock. I got to tell you, 12 minutes helps me focus, helps me um, to just get through these topics. Because honestly, I could probably talk twice as long as is, is on the clock. And uh, it at least keeps me close to that. Sometimes I finish on time. Sometimes I skid a little past, but um, I'm a little closer. But uh, I really, I appreciate the 12 minutes. So we'll put the 12 minutes up. Ding! And we'll jump in to peace. Peace, shalom, is defined, and this is, I love this definition, as a condition of freedom from disturbance, whether external or internal. It's much like uh, we have that, we were talking about joy coming from within last time. This peace, it doesn't matter, it, there is, <clears throat> we're free from disturbance outside of us, inside of us, because we have this peace. It's not freedom of disturbance. Like there are still, meaning everything is without, it doesn't mean that everything is without conflict or disturbance, but rather we're free from being overcome or distraught from any disturbance because of being, we, we're confident in God's promises and, and his faithfulness in us and he's producing us this fruit of peace in us. Peace is on some level, uh, a state of mind. A person may be in a difficult circumstance, but is content, confident with hope, and in a state of being, quote, at rest. Um, we were meant to walk in peace. Um, peace is mentioned over nearly 400 times in the Bible. It, it is a concept that is throughout. It is also a concept that is throughout recovery. We say the serenity prayer. Serenity is another word for peace. Uh, being at peace means being at rest, uh, experiencing God's rest. When we're in God's presence, allowing him to be with us and work in us, he provides rest. We talk about Sabbath rest, that, that God designed us for rest. We need our sleep. God didn't design us so that we could go 24 hours, seven days a week, although some of us kind of push that sometimes. Uh, even within a week, God said, every seven day, I want you to slow down and experience that rest. Um, one of the, the lessons I was taught early in my faith, and I was probably about three, four years into my recovery, um, God's will is always the peaceful path. It always has God's peace attached. So if I was trying to seek out what God's will is, I had to seek out God's peace. And once I found God's peace, I knew I had found God's will. And so often we're not uh, trying to figure out uh, between two bad things. It's often too like, do I stay at my job? Do I go to a new job? Um, you know, those kind of things. God, help guide me. Should I go back to school uh, or should I stay the course? And we're looking for God's peace. I know in my life, whether it was a new job, a relationship, buying a house, just facing the challenges of life, I always looked for the peaceful path. There's a path that will have peace attached, much like, um, you know, if you have a child and they're, they're debating what school should I go to, uh, you know, if I'm going to go to a higher education, 
look for the peaceful path. Maybe the peaceful path is going to trade school. Maybe it's it's doing a different joining a union. Something you know that where there is peace, that's where you want to be because you know that God is there. Because God's path always is the peaceful path. Um, and I I have u- utilized that in my faith and my recovery, and my, I have shared that with others. I'm going to venture to say. If it's not hundreds, it may be thousands of times. Because that's what I always go back to when people are like, what's God doing in my life? Seek out God's peace. Because God's path always has peace attached. It tells us in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, don't be anxious about anything. And, and I think by anything, it means anything. <laughs> um, but in everything, by prayer... And supplication means to ask humbly and earnestly with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. We seek peace. We need peace. And we so often struggle with attaining peace. God wants us to have peace. Now, One of my life verses, and again, it goes with the the God's path is the peaceful path. And this comes from John 14, 27. Jesus says, my peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus is leaving us with peace peace I leave with 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 you and it's it's my peace I'm giving I'm Jesus it's giving us Jesus peace and I'm giving to you I'm not giving to you as the world gives so in other words they're not going to understand it it's it's a peace that passes all understanding in other words you can have peace in the face of challenges that doesn't make sense it's not logical the kind of spiritual Jesus peace that that we're talking about with the fruit of the Spirit. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Have that peace. I've just given you my peace so that your heart won't be troubled. The sentiments are echoed in John 16. I've told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you'll have trouble. He gads. But take heart. I've overcome the world. I've overcome the world, so remember. Remember when you, you're watching the news and you go down uh, one of those rabbit holes or you, you start on Instagram or YouTube and you watch another one of those videos and your mind is you know, scrambled like, how is the world ever going to you know, be okay? Remember, Jesus tells us, I've overcome the world. And when we, we lose focus on that, I think we can have fear. But when we have that, when we readjust and we look to Jesus, we can have that peace, um, that peace that comes from Jesus, a peace that passes all understanding. Jesus has overcome the world, and we can lean into that, and fear slips away. I mean, one of the greatest humans' de- desires is for peace. I mean, it, it, it's almost a joke, you know, at the uh, if they have a pageant, you know, what, what would you like? You know, I would like world peace, you know, like it, it's almost a punchline, but that's because so much, that's what we desire. 
peace between nations, peace between our neighbors, the fence line, our the pets going on in other people's lawn. Look, we just want peace, peace within our own minds. The biblical assessment says the way of peace they have not known. In Romans, that Paul was reminding them, you've you've missed out. You haven't had peace. Acting in a way that leads to true and lasting peace is not a part of our, our human nature. That's partly why it needs to be a fruit. It needs to be produced in us because many of us are not good at even, even making the right choice that positions us for peace some days. The word Paul uses for peace with the, is the Greek word, and I'll say, erinai. Um, the word means peace between individuals, harmony. Um, peace includes a, a calm, harmonious absence of conflict that this world probably has never known. Um, God's perfect peace is one of, one of those wonderfully deep things of God that have not, quote, entered into the heart of, of, of mankind, but are only spiritually discerned. In other words, we have to have spirituality. It's kind of like we need to have that spiritual awakening to be able to recognize and experience and understand the, the true depth of peace. The fruit of the spirit of peace provides that inner peace of mind and contentment. And it's found by living God's way of life. Um, and it's it tells us, Paul tells us, if it's possible, as much as it depends on you, live peaceably with all others. He said this because God wants his entire creation to be at peace. That's God's desire. And this must start one person at a time. God's desire, he knew that we would struggle with this, but wanted us to know that. The kingdom of God will be one of peace. Um, and I, I love uh, a true Christian's job in demonstrating peace is to show the world what true peace looks like. This calm contentment through being as close to God as possible, which as in our closeness with our relationship with our higher power, it exhibits the other spiritual fruits, whether including love, patience, kindness, and, and gentleness. Christ explained this on the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons and daughters of God. They shall be um, the children of God. There's a difference between a peacemaker and a peacekeeper. Peace is knowing that God's intervention might be necessary to change someone's thinking, including our own. A peacemaker, there is an act, an activeness to it. A peacekeeper sometimes is putting things under the rug, sometimes ignoring things, just trying to keep the peace. Trying to keep the peace is often unhealthy. It, it may avoid conflict, but a peacemaker may have to endure conflict in order to bring about the lasting God-ordained peace that passes all understanding. And I think um, when conflict comes, you can ask this question, do I strive to make peace? Do I add fuel to the fire? Do I try to ignore it? Ignoring it is maybe a peacekeeper trying to keep it under wraps, but that peacemaker, do you strive to make peace? Or sometimes you just like stirring the pot. <clears throat> we sometimes like doing that too. 
Um, as addicts and alcoholics, we love chaos, and we sometimes miss when we don't have some of that chaos. Um, you know, what areas in your life or actions demonstrate that you're truly a peacemaker? And do you know the difference between a godly peace and the world's peace? And I think, again, that peace that passes all understanding. Now, peace is mentioned so frequently in the Bible. Um, I think it's. I think we said over close to 400 times. But it's mentioned in the literature, the recovery literature as well. And so, again, I'm going to share some of the, the, the quotes from uh, the big book and the step book. I know we just hit 12 minutes, but uh, we'll, we'll just land it right after this. But it tells us in the big book, in the ninth step promises, we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. P.S. Peace is a person and that person is Jesus. Just putting that out there. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. Whenever a human being becomes a battleground for the instincts, there can be no peace. When we're warring inside of ourselves, when our shortcomings and our character defects, there can be no peace. But then in the fifth step promise, we, we looked at the ninth step. Fifth step promise is some of my favorite. We can be alone at perfect peace and ease. For many of us, it, it, we needed others around us tells us in the step book, we had to begin to make our peace. And so we listed the people we had harmed and became willing to set things right. That's the how in recovery we start the process of peace. The reason we can comprehend the word serenity and no peace as a promise of the ninth step is because we've gone out and made peace with those that we've had conflict with those that we have made problems with. And so that, that, that becomes part of the how that we experience peace because we've taken away or dealt with the conflict, those lingering things. It tells us in Bill's story in the big book, I was to know happiness, peace, and usefulness in a way that is incredibly more wonderful as time passes. It gets better. It gets more and it gets better they tell us in the the big book they found that a new power peace happiness and sense of direction flowed into them they're talking about what uh the a higher power can do in your life to those of us who have hitherto known only excitement depression or anxiety in other words, to all of us, this newfound peace is a priceless gift. And isn't it? It's certainly, oh. Step five is difficult but necessary to sobriety and peace of mind. So P.S., if you're dragging your feet on the fourth step, keep working. Peace of mind, sobriety, those things are coming. So do your fourth, get to your fifth. That's just a little mini plug underneath there. Um, we enjoy moments which there is something like real peace of mind. We, we might even think it's, it's just boredom because we're so used to chaos. As we felt new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, 
as we discovered we could face life successfully, as we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, or the hereafter. Love that. Peace of mind cannot be bought at the expense of others. That's an important lesson. And again, in regards to step five, but scarcely any step is more necessary to long-term sobriety and peace of mind than this one. Um, I think the eighth and ninth go a long way in that as well. And then the 12th step brings it all together with that spiritual awakening. In the step book, in regards to step eight, it tells us learning how to live in greater peace, partnership, and brotherhood with all men and women of whatever description is a moving and fascinating adventure. And that's truly what does happen in the rooms of recovery as well as a recovery church. Two more that I'll share with you and then we'll call it a, a day. In the 11 step prayer, Lord, make me a channel of your peace. It starts out with that. We're a channel of the peace. And then it goes through all the different things that we may bring, but it's all through the channel of God's peace. And then finally, each of us would like to live at peace with themselves and with their fellows. Ain't that the truth? Do you want to know God's will? There'll be peace attached to it. Let us not be self-sufficient any longer, self-centered, self-absorbed, determined to do our own thing. Uh, that just fills us and others with anger, fear, and there's just no peace when we have that. So our whole trouble, it tells us, has been the misuse of willpower. We've tried to bombard our problems with it instead of attempting to bring it into agreement with God's intention for us. Know today that God wants you to experience peace. The serenity. The serenity to know the things that you can't change. Having the, you know, the wisdom to know what you can change and the courage to then go do it. Be filled with a peace. A peace that passes all of our understanding. May you be blessed with peace today and for the rest of your life in a way that leads you into just in, an incredible life and you fulfill the destiny God has for you. Thanks so much for coming to Studio RC. Um, one of the, this is a ministry of Recovery Church and our Studio RC umbrella. We encourage you, just subscribe, like, share. Um, this is a great platform to hopefully encourage you and encourage others in their recovery and faith. And so help us to get the word out. We just thank you for being here and God bless. And remember Recovery Church, 12 steps, one goal. God bless and we'll see you next time.